You were saying you close all apps when doing design work. Yeah, so I can focus in on on what I'm working on. I even do that when I'm answering emails too. So like if I am answering emails, I'll close out everything, all the apps that aren't to do with that. Like the only app that stays open all the time is Chrome. And that's because I generally always need it for things that I'm doing. Like what? Searching like stuff on Stack Overflow or what? Duck, duck, going things. I, I don't know why that's uh, not more of a verb. Wait, <laughs> since you talked about that, does duck, duck, go work for technical things? Because for me, it doesn't. Like whenever I search for something like CSS, I don't know, whatever, grid, it just gives me some like less than useful results. Really? I don't know. I just don't like it for, for like technical. technical stuff. It just doesn't work properly. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever hit an issue with it. But I can't remember the last time I've done like a technical search. Yeah. Maybe if you do something generic enough, like the example I gave, like CSS grid, you will get good results. But like if you have like an error message or some specific phrasing, like make a grid with this or whatever, some some longer sentence, then a lot of times it just turns like garbage results. Huh. I haven't had that. So I'm thinking back and like, when I'm debugging something technical, like when I'm setting up an app and there are, you know, compatibility issues, like I've always found the right result. Maybe it's just you and the way that you search. <laughs> I don't think so because the same search works in Google. Well, you, you've tailored, <laughs> you've tailored your searching to Google. Th thank you for trusting my, my Google foo abilities. That speaks volumes. Yeah. It's your Google foo. It's not your duck, duck, go foo. I love using it's different. <laughs> that as a verb. <laughs> Google's so much easier to roll off the tongue than duck, duck, go. Duck, duck, go is a mouthful. I use it for everything. Can you duck, duck, go this for me, please? When I lived in Philly, their offices were right down the street. So I had to support the local people. I love their product. I use it. I just always use it with Bang G to, to send to Google. Like most of the time. If I'm looking for like an artist or something, then I don't do that because it's pretty good. But like if I'm looking for technical things, it's super like, eh, it doesn't work properly. That is a neat little trick when, whenever you do the Bang G. Yeah. I use it so much that now, even when I search in Google directly, I still use Bang G. <laughs> it's just like, and then Google doesn't like it. Like, yeah, we found this, but nothing with Bang G. So mm, yeah, you might, you want to change your, your query, but now it's like part of my muscle memory. I guess maybe you're too good that you don't actually have any issues with your day to day work. You don't have to Google for stuff. Maybe I just suck and I have a lot of questions. To be honest, I forget a lot of stuff, like how to write this in JavaScript, especially since I don't do it on a daily basis. So I forget stuff. So I'll have to see. I avoid all of stuff. that just by not ever writing JavaScript. <laughs> it's not just for JavaScript. You know, sometimes I forget stuff in HTML as well. Like some things I forget which order they should be. And you know, the definition one, I never remember it. The D, 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 T. I have always to look it up. You don't use dash for that? Dash. Oh, no, I don't use dash that much recently, especially since I have three like running uh, Mac OS, like, well, th two laptops with like three partitions. And sometimes I forget to install it. Sometimes I, I'm using a different Apple ID, like a work Apple ID. So I don't want to bother with it. I don't know. 
Maybe that's why I, I'm, I use Dash for those kinds of lookups. Oh, I see. Well, for documentation yeah. stuff. Paired yeah. with Alfred, man, that's super quick. For HTML or CSS or those like JavaScript or even Rails and Ruby, like it's a really quick lookup for me using Dash as opposed to Googling for documentation. The only time I'm duck-duck-going is when I run into an issue... Basically, I, I should just probably search Stack Overflow, those kinds of things. Yeah. I don't like Stack Overflow search either. It's not as good as Google Searching. search for within Stack Overflow. <laughs> I actually have never searched anything inside of Stack Overflow. I've always searched outside and gone. That's funny. Oh, yeah. You know what? Enough talking about search engines. This is not a search engine podcast. It's a design-related design podcast. Well, you didn't listen to the last episode where we, me and Don decided that we're moving forward. We're just going to talk about search engines. Oh, so and specifically that. Microsoft Bing. search engines. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, Bing is doing actually pretty well, despite what a lot of people think. I would assume so. Like I would guess that they default IE to search Bing, right? I think so too. You mean Edge? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I Sorry, think Microsoft. So. It's nice when you own the whole ecosystem, you know? You get to point people where you want them to go. Okay, I really see that you want to talk about Bing and Ed. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been trying to steer in you in the, in the right direction, but <laughs> I, I fail, I'm failing it, at you that. You know me and IE. Come on. I love it. It's the best. I know you're the, the IE guy. Like, the, the IE guy. Yeah. I miss my IE6... My IE 5.5 on the Mac. Those are the good old days. Do you remember how to do CSS gradients in IE? With a background image? With whatever technique. You tell me. You are the expert. <laughs> well, you got to use a back. The best was doing rounded corners. Did you ever do rounded corners when we didn't have border radius? Uh, was it the one when you have like four images? Yeah. I remember that one. It was it was an extreme ugly hack. Yeah, it was terrible. But it made design, I don't know, feel like an, an important job because you have to be slicing corners all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah, it made it it made it feel like a, no, not an important, but I would say a laborious job. Like, you know, man, you've got to cut some corners. Well, not in the other, you know, not in the other meaning of the expression, but... <laughs> yeah, exporting out images from Photoshop slices. Slices, yeah. PSD to HTML. That's like yep. a job. It was. I, th well, I, I bet you there's still, still sites some... that still convert PSDs to HTML. Yeah, it's hilarious, actually, when you think about it. It's like some someone is making a living out of taking PSD files and slicing them into images. That sounds terrible. But also, I always regretted that I never used one of those services. I feel like... I think you can still try it. <laughs> there are, there I just are a few of them still around. <laughs> should I try with my latest design? Just shoot over... They're always we like, do incredibly this. inexpensive, too. I think we should do this for research. Okay. I think I'll do it. Let's make a tentative website. A website for the podcast, not a tentative website. And then we send the PSD to some web, to some service and we get back the slices. I'm just curious, how do they slice them nowadays? Like, do they, or do they just like reply saying that 
like, yeah, there isn't much to slice because all of this can be done in CSS. Or do they just like go ahead and write the CSS for you? The whole service was taking a PSD and making it into a website, right? Like, so I would imagine oh, they HTML. still have that service of taking a Photoshop document and turning it into HTML and CSS. Like, they didn't just cut it up for you. They, like, did the whole oh, they... kit and caboodle. Oh, I see. It's the full service. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, I wonder if we can still do this. I, I feel like I saw a couple, what, like three years ago. But I'm not sure if they survived the last three years. They, they've got to. I wonder if they've evolved into a sketch to HTML and CSS. Like, <laughs> I was going is to that, say that, actually. Is that the next step up? Is the next version up? Yeah, this is, is like the, the pivot. The pivot. The pivot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn, this market is dying. Let's switch to a sketch <laughs> to HTML. That's a lot more lucrative. In fact, Sketch has CSS styles that are basic, but still. But didn't Photoshop have like an export where you can export out and it would like export out basically all of the images cut up in your your image map <laughs> or whatever the slices. <laughs> and, oh. and it would turn that into this really, really janky like table-based HTML and CSS. And then you could throw that into your Dreamweaver and continuing editing your your website while staying in the Adobe ecosystem. You might want to stop and explain what your dream weaver means. Some people might think it's a machine that weaves dreams or something. It, that is exactly what it did. That's <laughs> what it still does. No, the, it dreams <laughs> it weaves nightmares. <laughs> There's like a million of of like collective nightmares being fueled by Dreamweaver around the globe. <laughs> It's not dream weaver, it's nightmare weaver. Nightmare weaver. But yeah, for those of you young enough, this was the Adobe tool to actually generate web pages. I think it's still around. I don't think so. Why would they maintain it? For people to export out their HTML and CSS from Photoshop and put it into Dreamweaver. Really? I would be really surprised if it's... No, I don't think so. Uh, they killed fire, uh, fireworks. They killed fireworks. They didn't There's kill, no way they, they would didn't keep... kill Dreamweaver. I used Dreamweaver when it was still Macromedia. It was Macromedia, yeah. Before they, they got acquired. Yeah. It was my second interface for developing websites. I think I dodged the bullet in a way because when I started doing web design, there was Dreamweaver, but there was also Flash and... I saw Dreamweaver and I was like, okay, this is boring. Flash is much more fun. So I was more into the Flash crowd, like doing stupid Flash websites for friends and, you know, clients. Oh, I did both. I did. I built my Flash websites and then I built my table-based Dreamweaver websites. They were both really awesome. Yeah, a Dreamweaver is part of Creative Cloud. But what does it do? I would assume like, it does the same like same thing as it did before i wonder if it still has like the three like back in the day when i used it it had three views like you could use it straight up code a split view where it was code and it rendered html and css or just the rendered WYSIWYG version of what i wonder what rendering engine they used this is all stuff that i didn't care about when i was using it I'm really surprised. I'm looking at their page now, and they had an update every single year. 2017, 16, 15. So this thing is maintained. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? I, I'm, 
I think I, I might have just like made made 100% sure that Adobe will never sponsor this podcast. You also called it Nightmare Weaver, which I'm sure... <laughs> oh my God, no, sorry. I'm sorry, Adobe. If someone from Adobe is listening, I did not mean it that way. I'm, I'm talking about the first version, you know, the one before people like knew what before HTML adobe is. bought it right you know what i'm like, looking that's at, what at you the were page and it, it looks it looks all right it looks like it know. builds it responsive websites which is amazing but why do they have xd then i what do you mean or uh, something different I, I don't know i don't follow like adobe creative suite anymore i know you still don't have any of it installed do you no i, I don't even need to to be honest I never like had a situation where like, I mean, a lot of times I wanted just to like compare some things and like how Adobe does them versus others, mostly for research, or, like curiosity, not for to get something done. I could get it done elsewhere. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really surprised that Dreamweaver is still around. So you have another a second piece of homework. Use Dreamweaver to make the website that you will get from the PSD to HTML. But crew. they'll have already so built it's actually it. Right? Like, I don't have you to know touch what? Dreamweaver. <laughs> I think what you should do in the next ThoughtBot project is just say, okay, we, we have a change of plan here. We're going to use a sketch to HTML service, and we're going to deploy it with Dreamweaver. <laughs> Does it deploy it with Dreamweaver? Standard. Is it is Dreamweaver like a hosting platform too now? <laughs> I don't know. I think they have Adobe Cloud, so you can deploy stuff. <laughs> the... I don't know. Try it. <laughs> okay. I think as CDO at ThoughtBot, I'm just going to to pivot the whole entire company to using Dreamweaver and deploying to Dreamweaver Cloud. I think that's the that's a, that's a wise choice. <laughs> wise. I think I know the target for this. I think this is for graphic design agencies that just don't want to bother to learn HTML, or don't want to hire, or can't hire people who write good front end code. They just want to do some cool graphics and let something else like you know manage the rest cool graphics at least that's what i feel should i rename the company to cool graphics cool graphics dot com (laughs) (laughs) that's probably an expensive domain name (laughs) yeah it must be but yeah i learned something today next time i should do my homework before i start killing off products left and right first ie you're killing off ie with edge then yes. you just don't want to talk about bing man just kind of ruining my afternoon here <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like how can this ruin your afternoon just because you don't want to talk about the cool things that i want to talk about which are these these things yeah sketch to psd or <laughs> sketch to html <laughs> do you still use photoshop Dreamweaver? I do, but I use it for specific use cases like photo editing. <laughs> I know. That sucks because Weird, at some right? point you were the Photoshop guy too. Like you were really into Photoshop. Yeah, but I also knew that it wasn't perfect. And I think we all started using Sketch really early on at ThoughtBot, like when it was really buggy. But the difference is that I was never a Photoshop guy. I, I always was Illustrator. Or I use Photoshop when I do raster stuff. But even, you know, when I joined ThoughtBot, like most of you were, were on Photoshop. That's not I was, true. I, was, I think it were, were a couple of us who were using Illustrator. And I think Phil was using Fireworks yep. or something like that. So it was one Illustrator guy, one Fireworks guy, and three Photoshop folks. That's because we were the cool kids. We were making cool graphics. 
<laughs> but actually, that made the transition to Sketch for me a lot easier than a lot of people used to Photoshop. I mean, I always used Photoshop with their shape tools, which their shape tools were awful. And it was probably the worst way to use Photoshop. And so that made going to Sketch really easy. I also, like, I used Illustrator for any and all my vector work. So it, it's just images, for whatever reason, in Illustrator then always looked really terrible. They rendered terribly. Oh. So that was my, I think, reasoning. I don't know. We're really, like, diving back into history today. Yeah, today's the history episode. The history episode. I think Illustrator is still the best at vector drawing today. Yeah. I think the close second is Affinity Designer. Definitely not Sketch. Sketch is a bit wonky when it comes to vector editing. But they added some new features. The last month, I think they've been adding a lot of stuff like responsive. Well, they call them responsive, but more like sticky like uh, objects where they can you can set like guides so that they stick to one edge of the screen or they keep the same width or height. It's like auto layout, but for like sketch. Yeah, they added a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I didn't have the chance to try. Their last update I got to try out on a new design and it's it's been really good. A lot of the, the flexible auto layout slash flex grid slash whatever you want to call it, responsive design stuff is really, really awesome. Did you just like throw 10 like keywords, like buzzwords? Yeah, that's, into one that's what I was trying to name? do. Thanks for pointing it out. <laughs> All it's of the like buzzwords. everything we know. I also, I, yeah, <laughs> I also combined flex box and grid. So if if you notice you forgot, that you forgot one, which one was that? You forgot adaptive. Ah, uh, but adaptive no, no one does adaptive these deal. days. Come on, we've all moved beyond that. Yeah, remember it was fluid first. Fluid. But, I mean, let's keep the history lesson. It was fluid, and then adaptive, and then responsive. At least in web design, adaptive though was the design that like was set like different sizes and just use media queries exactly. to like have a fixed with design i yeah. never understood that but it was it was quite hot for like a year or two and then it, people moved on yeah well i guess no one is talking about that sort of thing anymore nowadays it's like it's like a given if you make a website it has to work on mobile of course and it has to be fluid and it has to do all of that so it is true yeah now it's more like yeah is this react is this some other buzzword that i don't know about i think react is the big buzzword right now is it reactive enough i don't know <laughs> i don't know if it's ever reactive enough did you look at react nope as a designer no we, we've done a couple projects at thoughtbot that are react and a couple that are react native some of the designers have had said good things about both but i've not done anything with either of them yeah I never like went and made something in React. Played with React Native for like a day, the week it came out. But I didn't mess with React either. There's a part of me that's kind of over the like new JavaScript library a year thing. Like it feels like last year or maybe two years ago, like the big thing was Ember. Two years before that is Angular. Before that, it was just like, seems to always be a new JavaScript framework. But I think for the last year and a little bit more, React has been the, the mainstay. Yeah, it's definitely the cool kid on the block right now. Yeah, I guess 
I just right now I'm actually more interested in looking into Vue.js than actually React. I heard really good things about that library and from the information I've been able to kind of gather. I mean, you know, it's I didn't have time to go and, and, and use it, but it's the kind of library that I want to use because it enhances your page or your, your project in a way that's like more incremental. So you can use it in some places and not in others. Feels like, I don't know, I, I might be just like saying random stuff here, but it feels to me like like backbone in a way. I forgot about backbone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, it's a history lesson today. All the uh, technology of the last five years or six years in one episode. Dreamweaver is a lot older than five or six years. I think Dreamweaver is older <laughs> than me. <laughs> or I'm barely older than Dreamweaver. I'm pretty sure Macromedia have been around since early 90s. So, yeah, I mean, it's this stuff changes a lot. And you said there's a part of you that doesn't care anymore. I would say that's like 99% of me, actually. <laughs> Especially for JavaScript frameworks, I just stopped following. I just stopped caring. Whenever I need to do something nowadays in web, I make sure it's as simple as possible. If I'm working with someone who's using these frameworks, I will probably just try to make my HTML work and, and move on. Even though, to be honest, I never had actually a proper like React project, and I don't think I will anytime soon. I do have chances to look at React at work. We're doing something small in React, but I just have a million other things that I need to look at. So That's kind of my feeling of, of it, is there's a lot of other stuff going on, and I am an old curmudgeon, I feel like, <laughs> and I want to make sure that like whatever I do spend time learning... If I'm going to spend time learning it, is going to be staying for a while. Yeah. So Dreamweaver, the first version came out in 1997. Okay. So I I exaggerated a bit. I'm not that young. But. December of 1997. <laughs> it's 20 years old. Yeah. It will be. I think it's as old as some of our listeners. Do we have young listeners? I hope. <laughs> what have you been working on lately? Oh man, a lot of stuff. We have to ship some something at the end of the month. And uh, I've been involved in so many things at the same time. You know, like when you have a single project you're focusing on, and we discussed this like a year or more ago about like when you have a lot of things to juggle between. And I think now I'm at the epitome of that like juggle game. It's like I'm, be well, before I was juggling three little things, now I'm just juggling huge things so it it's a lot more actually maybe juggling bigger things is easier i don't know maybe it's a bad analogy i'm not a juggler i'm just so. picturing you juggling elephants yeah well i i was thinking more like balloons something that like you know is slow <laughs> you know slow motion <laughs> but those aren't very big you slow said motion big juggling. projects so i'm i'm thinking like well not small balloons like big balloons <laughs> like Big, like a slow motion juggling with big balloons. I guess that that's uh, probably close to what I'm doing now. Slow motion juggling. But yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's like three main products that we need to launch. And all of them need design attention. And we're only two designers now in the company. With, you know, me being kind of the one responsible for, for the whole shebang as far as design goes. 
So it's, it's a lot of responsibility and also like a lot of things to keep track of. And sometimes my brain just refuses to remember things because like when you throw a lot at it, it just like, you know, throws its hands like up in the air. <laughs> my brain does that on a daily basis. <laughs> I think without a separate notes and to do apps, like I would never get anything done. I'd just be like, I have no idea what to work on next. <laughs> Oh, you have that problem. No, I don't have that problem. I don't have the problem of I have no idea what to work on next. I have the problem of there are six other things that are blocked by now because of me and I need to unblock one of them. I don't know which one I need to unblock. Right. It's a priority thing. Like I have tons of things that I could work on. It's just a matter of picking one that is the highest priority, making sure that those priority things aren't things that get lost yeah, I, I got an iPad Pro with an Apple Pencil. It is a way for me to kind of try to keep noting things and just get into a sketching habit. I think it's it's been working pretty okay for me so far as an excuse to take notes. Cool. I have one as an excuse to draw illustrations. <laughs> <laughs> I do that too, actually. I've been drawing in my free time, well, little free time that I have, but... Yeah, but I mean, you can you can take a, a note, but that's not enough because then you'll have a lot of notes, and then you need you need you need a solution to manage those notes as well. And I don't want the notes to become a job on their own, so it's a trade off, I guess. It's all about systems, my friend. Systems, systems, AI systems, or what? Design <laughs> systems. I don't know. Mental model systems. I started doing a design system, and I stopped kind of halfway because I was dragged into other things as well. So even that didn't pan out as I planned in this timeline. <laughs> well, how about you? I am juggling like 15 little things. So as opposed to like three slow motion or, or, or like uh, normal speed, <laughs> normal speed juggling. Okay. Yeah. The most fun thing to talk about right now and that I've been working on and hopefully will be done by the time this comes out is the newest Keep Ruby Weird website. So I, I did the design for that and it's it's fun just because it's the brand has a lot of flexibility and wonkiness to it and so it allows for some interesting fun by, design. By the brand you mean that that like uh, wonky sketch you did? <laughs> The logo? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I like it, but I wouldn't call it a brand. <laughs> then what would you call it? <laughs> because if you say brand, you need brand guidelines. Do you have those? You don't need brand guidelines for a brand. <laughs> the, the eyes should be this big. The weirdness level should be 75. The brand guidelines for this brand is the fact that we don't have brand guidelines. And you can do whatever the hell okay. you want to the weirdo. Well, it's a weird thing, so you can weird your way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> weird my way out of it. Yep. Well, it's cool. When is it happening? In October. It's always in October. I don't oh. know what the date is, but there's a CFP out. Oh, yes. And uh, what are you using for that? Only Sketch now, or are you doing already the HTML and CSS, or what? Uh, it's all in Sketch right now. I should be building it out in the next week or two. I did the thing where I like, didn't worry about how I'm going to build it until now, <laughs> and I did a design that I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to build that. So, so how is it? Like, Can you describe it? 
The thing that I'm having trouble thinking about is it has, instead of just having normal boxes, I have like angled boxes, not angled, just shifted, tilted direction, but like trapezoid random. almost random. Oh, oh, okay. I think SVG should probably work. Yes, I'm thinking that too, but they also, so they're also connected. <laughs> I made this really challenging for myself. They're connected and they'll, they'll have to be responsive. Yeah, I don't know. I'll figure it out. You can have responsive SVG as well. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of work though, but if you really are attached to the design, then it's worth it. I'm very attached. In the worst case, take a screenshot and slap it on the website. <laughs> just, just do <laughs> image, image map. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, not image map, just image with alt text with all the content so that it's Googleable, you know? Okay. Uh, so that it's also read by screen readers. Put the entire website in the alt tag of that image. Oh, and I could content. just make the image with 100%. Oh, and yeah, it's yeah, responsive, definitely. right? It is going to be responsive by default. Oh, that's awesome. See, I give you I give you the the tips, you know, the secrets of the trade. Yeah, I could totally do this. <laughs> like seriously, who will actually notice? If it's done <laughs> properly, people won't even know what, what what's Yeah, people won't know. They just won't. I mean, if they need to copy something maybe, but you can use those image um, areas to actually enable links, you know? That's why I said image map. Yeah, it's an Im- is it called an image map? Yeah, it's called an image map, so I could slice it up. Man, I maybe I should use the PSD to HTML service. <laughs> Actually, this is a this perfect is full circle. There we go. I think I think we've got we've got it. I think this is this is it. If you send that design to some of those services and and see how they can implement it, and seriously, like let's 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 just check like how much it costs. I want to do it just like for the giggles. Okay, actually. I'll do it. <laughs> we can take it. It's marketing uh, marketing budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of tentative of tentative and, and the conference is just like that's how it should go well exactly is it actually i would just put that directly in in the website and just you know it's weird right it's all about <laughs> being weird <laughs> it's gonna look weird i can tell you that i do want it to look good though yeah it's this is all subjective oh good, there is good weird sketch to html it exists it does. Oh, if you go to PSD number two HTML.com, which is confusing because it's PSD, they have a sketch service. There's also CSS Chopper. Oh, they're there's, diversifying. There's a bunch of these. How much does this cost? Oh, wow. So CSS Chopper, I'm, I'm advertising. It's not like they're sponsoring. $60, $70 in two business days. <laughs> it's not even that expensive. That's awesome. Oh man, I think if I had something like that, I would definitely do it. Apparently, PSD to HTML has a 470 plus employees. It's insane. Actually, the website is actually nicely done. At least the sketch to HTML page. It's pretty clean. <laughs> but I'm curious how they would do the, the design you did. The only thing I don't want is like, I don't want you to waste your time. So like send it to them and they would say, no, but these shapes need to be 90 Oh, 90 I'm not degrees. going to do that. I'm just uh, going to send it to them. And what we, <laughs> what we should do is have like, it will host both their version and my version. And it'll be nice to see <laughs> side by side. 
Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to be mean to these services on at the, at the same time. But at the same time, I don't know. What if it's actually better than yours? You, you, you're gonna be, you're gonna be putting your career I, on the. <laughs> I might be. <laughs> this is a good point. I don't know yeah, if I want to do that. Yeah, I don't know. This stuff is actually a bit scary. <laughs> well, you can do it and tell no one. If it turns out better than yours, let's just pretend this never happened. <laughs> this is this podcast will never be released. <laughs> of course. <laughs> cool. On this note, I think we should probably wrap, wrap up. up. Yeah. Cool. Episode 40. Get the show notes at tentative.fm slash 40. Email us at host at tentative.fm. Tweet at us at tentative.fm. Am I missing something? No. And yeah, thank you for listening. See you next yeah. time. See you next time.